0: The Bible says how God anointed
1: Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all, not some, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jesus said, If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Hi. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today, we've got news for the wicked one. Today, he has been attacking you long enough. Today, we have declared war on all demonic power. And today, we're going to speak about the supernatural steps of deliverance that are shown to us in God's Word. And where do we begin with this? We begin with this in God's document of deliverance, beginning in the book of Exodus. So, let us begin just for a moment. And the reason I'm sharing this word with you today is that not only are we in the season of Passover, but we are also in the season that we celebrate the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time when he rose from the dead, having spoiled all principality and power. The time when we celebrate that he has fully abolished all the handwriting of ordinances, that was against us, nailing it to his cross. So it doesn't matter who spoke what to you. It doesn't matter what kind of ungodly agreement is against you. It doesn't matter what kind of words were spoken against you falsely. It doesn't matter what kind of hex, vex, or witchcraft is trying to come against you. Today is your day for deliverance. And we are going to show you from God's word, the supernatural steps of freedom, the supernatural steps into your promised land, the supernatural steps that can only be seen in God's word and applied by the blood of the lamb. The Bible says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Do you know what that means? That means that Satan has to let you go. That means that any feral-like spirit has got to release the grip upon you. And we see this repeated over and over and over and over again throughout the Exodus texts, because it begins to become a theme. As a matter of fact, if we're studying the Word of God and we're going to study it according to Hebrew, then we need to understand that verse 17 actually begins the beginning of what we call Parsha bashalik. What does bashalik mean? It means to let go or the way it really literally translates in Hebrew, when he let them go. And I want you to understand that this is language of deliverance. Now you may say, Dr. Corral, how can it be that language of deliverance is being used in the Exodus to let go or when Pharaoh let them go or when he let them go, that that is actually deliverance language. If we go to John's gospel and we see the raising of Lazarus, We are going to see that when Jesus spoke to the tomb, the Bible says in verse 44 that he said, Lazarus come forth and he came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes on him. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, loose him and let him go. What does that mean? Loose him and let him go. Let him go is not only language of the resurrection and the life. Let him go is not only the language of the raising of Lazarus from the dead, but it is the language of the children of Israel being freed out of what we call Mitzrayim. For those who don't know what Mitzrayim is, you translate the word Egypt into the word Mitzrayim. And why do we do that? Is it because we need to know a Hebrew word? No, it is because behind every Hebrew word, there is a concept. And what is the concept of the B'nai Israel, the children of Israel in Egypt? It is the concept of Mitzrayim. What is Mitzrayim? Is it just a country in Northern Africa? It's more than that. You see, the concept in Hebrew means taken from the Hebrew root word, which is metzar. It means narrow place. It means very restricted place. Is your life under restrictions? Now, I want you to understand something. You can come out of Egypt, but guess what? Egypt has to come out of you. And the Bible is so articulate about deliverance. See, we don't do deliverance in generalities. Jesus always administered deliverance in specifics. For example, ought not this woman whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years, be freed from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Notice if you go back up in the text, the Bible is very clear to tell us that this woman who was bowed over in Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 10 and also in verse 11, she was bowed over with what? A spirit of infirmity. And what did Jesus say to her? The same language we see in the concept of when Pharaoh let them go, to let go, meaning to lose, to be free, to be out from under the bondage because something has held you captive. Something has held a grip on you. Something has held a bondage on you and you want to be free. So the Bible tells us that Jesus said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Notice Jesus was very specific. He didn't just say you are loosed, but you are loosed from your infirmity. Now, why am I sharing that? Because the book of Exodus is very detailed. God is interested in you being free from Mitzrayim in four different places. Number one, in Exodus chapter one, verse five, the Bible tells us, we see it so clearly, all the souls that came out of the, loins of Jacob were 70 souls. Why is the Bible beginning to speak to us about souls? Because there is a type of Mitzrayim restriction that can go in the soul. And today, Jesus wants to set you free from soul ties, from emotional ties, from ties in the soul that have control over your life. There is another type of Mitzrayim that we need to come out of, and that we're going to be loosed out of. And that is Mitzrayim. That is social, a social type of Mitzrayim. If you notice in Exodus chapter one, verse eight, through verses eight through 10, the Bible says there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. What does that mean? Does that mean that the king actually had amnesia? The answer to that is no. It means this brazen king refused to recognize Joseph. Now, this is not only the indication of the people of Joseph being unrecognized as a social stigma and also as social mitzrayim, but we are also going to see that some of us doing this telecast may have those persons in your life that refuse to recognize you. You have deep wounds in your heart. For some, mother or father didn't recognize you. You grew up in an isolated world. The person you wanted to recognize you didn't. For others, maybe your brothers or your sisters didn't recognize you. You were the outcast of your family. Maybe, dear child of God, in your ministry, you tried so hard, you've labored, you've done everything for God, but nobody recognized who you were in Christ. Now, I'm not talking about a pat on the back or some egotistical pet peeve or need that needs to be... Um, pampered in some unsanctified way. I'm talking about deep-rooted wounds, like a child who's never received recognition from a father. A father could live in a home, but never really recognize the child. A mother could live in the home and never have recognized, you are my child. There are, I know, people in ministry, wonderful Christians who grew up in very difficult circumstances. They grew up in homes that were very dysfunctional. And do you know that we serve a God who calls dysfunctional human beings? This is why there's so much dysfunction that the Bible shows us in Jacob's family and in Abraham's family. We are dealing with a people that are chosen but dysfunctional because God has chosen the dysfunctional For destiny. And this is the season that God brings us out of our personal pain, our hurt, our bondage. He brings us out of social Mitzrayim. He brings us out of that Mitzrayim of deep wounded soul, soul pain. And so we see two levels of Mitzrayim. We see Mitzrayim in the soul through this King that refused to recognize Joseph. And we see social Mitzrayim, then we see, and the children of Israel began to multiply and the whole land was filled with them. And we see that Pharaoh becomes extremely, extremely threatened. And so now he proposes a plan that he is going to present to the Egyptians in order to pull the people down, in order to take their dignity away, in order to trap them into not only social mitzrayim, not only social mitzrayim or soulish mitzrayim, but to also trap them in physical mitzrayim, to entrap them in slavery, to entrap them in the land that they can never get up, Notice what the Bible says in verse 10. He proposes a plan to his people and he says, come now, let us prepare a plan. The Bible says that the Bible tells us, let us, let me just read it uh, from the word of God for you. Come now, let us deal wisely with them. The Bible says um, that they're more and mightier than we, let us deal wisely with them, lest they become more multiplied and join together with our enemies and fight against us and get them up out of the land. So first of all, we are seeing a plan to keep them down because you can only come out of Mitzrayim when you come up. God only brings us up through his word. God brings us up through his promises. God brings us up through showing us who we really are. And when we see the beginning of deliverance here in the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, we see that it begins with now these are the names. Why does it begin with now these are the names? Does the Bible want to bore us with names? No, the Bible says these are the names because the names were named by the mothers of Israel, by the matriarchs. And these matriarchs have the Ruach HaKodesh. What is that? That is, they have the sparks of the Holy Spirit to see into the tribes, to name them according to their destinies. And so the Bible doesn't begin with bondage in the book of Exodus, the Bible begins with destiny. Notice this propaganda that Pharaoh is inculcating upon his people so that his people will become frightened of the children of Israel so that they'll be under a type of anxiety that makes them feel we've got to get them under control. We cannot allow them to keep multiplying. We got to get a plan to stop the multiplication. And this is where the people of greatness come up. You see, it doesn't matter what you've been through, how the devil's tried to stop you. It doesn't matter that even in Mitzrayim, even even under the hardships and the taskmasters, even under the burden that you've been under, God can raise up an individual of greatness and two individuals of greatness that actually birthed the nation of Israel in Mitzrayim. The Bible is going to put the spotlight on them. And I want you to see that the Bible is going to put the spotlight on two women. The Bible is going to put the spotlight on courage. The Bible is going to put the spotlight on valor. The Bible is going to put the spotlight On two women who said, You know what, Pharaoh, you are not going to tell us to kill these children. These are two women that were slaves, Hebrew slaves, but they could not be controlled. I want you to understand sometimes we have to take a stand. And though Pharaoh was putting upon the people the commandment and putting upon the midwives, saying, If you see and when you deliver the Hebrew children, if it be a female, You may let it live, but if it be a male, you shall kill them alive. He commanded them. But the midwives feared God. They had Yira, They had courage. They were brave. They didn't allow Pharaoh to control them. They said, you know what? Pharaoh, you can go ahead. Our family's under this bondage. Go ahead. Our family is in this dark place. But you will not control me. And no social order is gonna tell us to sin against God. No social order is gonna tell us to murder children. I hope somebody is hearing this today. The midwives stood up in their bravery against Pharaoh. And the Bible says, and the midwives feared God. And they saved the Hebrew children alive. And guess what? Pharaoh found out. And guess what? God delivered the midwives. But guess what else God did? This is in the text that shows the reward of a woman of valor. This is in the text to show us the rewards of courage. This is in the text because God is raising up a generation like these midwives. They were called midwives, Yaladot. They were called midwives, why? Because they're not just saving the children. They're participating in the birth of a people of greatness. What do they do? They go before Pharaoh and God fills their mouths. The children, they say it's because the Hebrew women, they're not like the women of Egypt. The babies are already born before we got there. And the Lord says, the Bible says, because the Hebrew women and the midwives, they feared God. God built them houses. Do you know what that means? Actually, the rabbis record that these two women had two names. One was Shifra, also known as Yochabed. The other was Puah, also known as Miriam, the sister and the mother of Moses. God built them houses, how did he build them houses? Did he go out there and say, boom, now you have a house to live in? No, he built them legacies. He built for Yochaved, who is was Shifra. Moses, Aaron, Miriam, the tribe of Levi, all the descendants of Levi, God said you were so brave, you were so courageous, you saved my children. Now I, will bless you with a house. You see, beloved saints, God wants to deliver us. So what does this mean? Today, as we close this segment, I'm going to pray for your deliverance. Today, as we close this teaching on Yetziat Mitzrayim, leaving Egypt, I want you to understand you don't just walk out of Egypt. You must be loosed out of Egypt. This is why the Bible tells us that every time God commanded Moses to go before Pharaoh, he said, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may serve me. We see this in Exodus chapter 5, in verse 1. We see this also in Exodus chapter 4, Let my people go, that they may serve me. The Bible says again in Exodus chapter 7, verse 14, Pharaoh refused to let the people go. But the Lord said to Moses, say to Pharaoh to let the people go that they may serve me. Exodus chapter eight, verse one, the Lord said to Moses, go speak unto Pharaoh and say, let my people go that they may serve me. I want you to understand we have to be let go out of Mitzrayim. That means we have to be loosed from bondage. That means there's a demonic stronghold. There's something that's kept us in the house of bondage. But God wants to loose us today from social Mitzrayim, from soulish Mitzrayim, from physical Mitzrayim and from spiritual Mitzrayim. Spiritual Mitzrayim is the kind of bondage that we may have in our life where we are partially serving God and partially serving the world. We need to make a total commitment because anything that holds us back from giving God everything in our life is Mitzrayim. Wonderful Jesus, right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we ask you, to loose your people out of Mitzrayim. We ask you today through the power of the blood, Lord Jesus, you became the second Adam. Lord Jesus, your power of your blood is healing us, delivering us right now. Just as Adam went into the Garden of Gethsemane, went into the Garden of Eden, so did Jesus. The second Adam go into the garden of Gethsemane, just as Adam was under a curse that by the sweat of his brow that he would uh, he would uh, earn his bread. Even so, the blood of Jesus had to go into the sweat of Adam. Do you understand? It had to go into the sweat. The sweat on his brow had to drip lots of uh, drops of blood so that the sweat and the blood become one. Why? Because he was breaking the Adamic curse. The demonic power was beginning to scream. The demonic power was beginning to be loosed. The ground was beginning to be free as the blood dropped to the ground, I want you to understand, beloved saints, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane did what Adam refused to do. Adam was in a garden and he disobeyed God, but Jesus was in a garden, and he said, Father, not my will, but thine be done." First Corinthians chapter fifteen, Paul refers to Jesus as the second Adam, why because he went into a garden. Why? Because he wore a crown of thorns and broke the curse of thorns and thistles. Why? Because he sweat drops of blood just as the first Adam was under a a curse of the sweat of his brow. Today you can receive Jesus in your heart. Today you never have to see the Egyptians that you've seen in the past anymore. He will drive them out of your life, every spirit, every principality, every anxiety, every stronghold over your life. You can be safe and secure in the arms of the Savior. Say this prayer with me. You can become washed in the blood of Jesus, born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Say this prayer with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I believe today people are being healed of Mitzrayim-like spirits. There are some of you that have been under the control of a pharaoh. There are others of you that have been under strongholds of manipulation. In your mind, there is a soul tie that's being severed right now. Some of you are in an ungodly relationship. You are not evenly yoked. And you want to get out of it, but you can't. Your soul is all tied up in it. But God is going to give you the power today to follow Jesus, to walk completely with him, to make that decision for destiny and watch what God is going to do. The Lord is telling me someone who is making a decision for destiny in the near future is going to meet the person that God has ordained for your life and your life is going to change as you enter into ministry and you have let go of the past and you come into God's promise. Lord, we give you praise and thanks. There's a tremendous anointing on that word. And God is telling me today, many of you have suffered mitzvahim in your body. You've suffered the bondages that will not allow you to serve God. Be free right now from demonic power and strongholds over your health, over your body, over your mind, over your soul, and over your inward man. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at MyDayofDestiny.com, where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church, and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED to 7797. That's HESED to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.